Prestige worldwide. Why? 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 Prestige worldwide. The first word. We're good. Hello, everyone. We are HR from Happy Valley, bringing the most exciting topics from the world of HR to your ears. This is the group Prestige Worldwide, uh, presenting from our HM 466 class. And we're talking about a wide array of exciting topics relating to the workplace and chaotic COVID times and kind of how everything's going on during COVID, both pre and post quarantine. Um, but before we get started, I'd like to introduce the stars of our show. So I'll start. My name is Mason. I'm in my fifth year here at Penn State, uh, majoring in hospitality management. And I'd like to do, a, I'm doing a focus in um, asset management um, after college. Next is going to be Alex. How are you um, today, Alex? I'm doing all right. Thanks, Mason. Um, so again, my name is Alex Stoop. Um, I'm a senior right now, uh, a hospitality management major. And the short-term goals are just to use this major to try and travel, get some miles under my belt. And that's it for me. Right. My name is Maddie. I'm a senior here at Penn State, majoring in hospitality management, and I'm interested in getting into event planning after graduation. And I'm Tess, and I'm a senior here at Penn State, studying hospitality management with a focus on event planning as well. So now that you've met us all, let's kind of give you an understanding of what we got going on here. So this is um, kind of our professor, Dr. Michael Tews. This is his way of getting us to do our research on the current world of hospitality management and specifically um, human resources and kind of, you know, what companies are doing to keep their employees while turnover is crazy in the hospitality world right now. I mean, it's crazy, you know, every year, but specifically now post-quarantine. Um, and so what we've been doing is research on a wide array of topics that we're going to present to you guys today. Um, but before, I mean, before we get into business here, how are you guys doing now that we're getting close to finals? I guess Tess. Getting what, crazier and crazier, it does, Mason. It does, get, it does get crazier. It does get crazier. I don't it's, know how many. It's that time of the semester, it is. I think, for all yeah, of us. Did you guys see that study guy he gave us today? <laughs> that, was, that, that was the key to everything we need. Um, that was huge. Um, but yeah, I have three finals, but they're all early in the week. So no, that's good, ideal. You know, that is ideal. I mean, I love it that way. So hopefully I get to start my break a little bit early. Get home early. Yeah, can't yeah. go wrong with that. Yep. No, absolutely. So um, now that now that we kind of got everything, all the formal stuff out of the way, we're going to go into our um, what's the buzz. <laughs> First, we're going to be moving on to the What's the Buzz desks, and with these, we'll just be each talking about some controversial topics, as well as giving our opinions on them, um, and all of which have to do with the workplace post-COVID and different changes that are being made. So starting off with Maddie with something to think about. Thanks, Tess. So here's something important. Um, the article I selected was How to Let Your Employees Vacation Without Stress. It was published on August 16th, 2021. And three important points of info from this article that really caught my attention were in a recent study of more than 200 managers published in Harvard Business Review, 38% agreed that those working remotely perform worse than those who show up at the office. 
as well as workers are confused about what leaders expect from them, so they make up for it by laboring longer hours, skipping vacations, or working during getaways. And lastly, communication is the most important factor that plays a part in employees enjoying their everyday work experience. And Zoom has heavily impacted communication in the hospitality industry. And something that caught my eye about this article is how it is important for the audience. And it just shows that everyone is stressed and it has made employees um, feeling, it has made employees feel burnt out. And as a student who just went through two years of Zoom, I completely <laughs> understand how workers feel, especially people that enjoy communicating more so in person. True that. Yeah. yeah. I definitely agree with feeling burnt out with Zoom. Yes, you and me both. <laughs> and I think this is an interesting topic that many employees, even students around the world, can relate to. And it shows that it's normal to feel confused or stressed while working remotely during a pandemic. It also discussed the unfair opportunities given to confused employees, such as skipping vacations, working on off days to make up for longer hours due to feeling like they're not performing well remotely. What surprised me most was how much working remotely has negatively impacted the work experience. And like mentioned before, as a student, I can relate to this because I prefer being in person and interacting and learning properly way more than working remotely. How about you guys? Um, I mean... I, I mean, I know just from being home from for Thanksgiving break before we came back here, um, you know, when I got back, I just all my momentum that I had before <laughs> before break completely gone. So I can't imagine every day having to and all the work environments I've ever had, even during, um, you know, quarantine and stuff were in person. So, I, you know, I was fortunate enough in that regard. I could not imagine having to do my job from home every day. I think that would be Same. I think I would just feel you know, even doing class, I didn't want to get out of bed, you know, I turned my zoom on, and then probably fall back to sleep most yep, of the time. Right. So I can't even imagine working from home. But yeah, I think vacation is is important. Um, and, you know, I think I agree. taking the work out of being at home kind of right. separates those things. It's all about a balance. It and is. I think zoom really threw off that balance yes. for a lot of people. Yes. Have you guys ever tried taking accounting online? Yes. yes. Don't yes. recommend so twice. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah. So I guess we're over to test. test. Yes. Awesome. So the, the article that I'll be discussing is from BBC.com. And this talks about the new, the dropped tattoo body art ban in New Zealand. And this actually happened in September 2019. And this is relevant to the conversation because many believe Americans should follow New Zealand's decision. Um, so in terms of the support that it got from other employees and employers. Uh, Air New Zealand's chief executive officer, Christopher Luxon, actually, it said that the firm wanted to embrace diversity and allow employees to express individuality and cultural heritage. And the reason why I wanted to report this article for the Something to Think About desk is because it is a controversial topic of whether America should follow suit or if this social acceptance is not as widespread as it was originally thought to be. I just think that it really gets a conversation going as it kind of shows more prioritization on culture as well as self-expression in the workplace. I just think that this new change of priorities for a lot of companies could say a lot for where the hospitality industry is going. Absolutely. And um, Alec, actually, you had a lot to talk about for your topic because it also relates to yes. the workplace changing, right? Yes, I did. Um, so I'm coming at you live from the something everybody should care about desk. <laughs> and I'm really excited to get to share with you my thoughts and takeaways from an article I read online. 
Um, the article was on Bloomsburg Business Week and it's titled Business is Using Less Carrot and More Stick. So essentially this article is covering vaccinations and how companies are trying to incentivize their employees into getting the vaccination. Um, they're doing things like offering cash bonuses, paid vacation time, and even prizes. Um, and like recently we've seen like the uh, Omicron virus kind of flare up a little bit and people yeah. are starting to get pretty scared about that. So yeah. my mom's a mess over it. Yeah. <laughs> there go my spring break plans. Yeah, but for real again. Hopefully it'll work itself out. Yeah. You know, I'm sure employees will be getting some nice little bonuses to so oh, get yeah. that shot. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's a really controversial issue. Um, there's been a lot of, a lot of like harsh and negative things said about the vaccine. Uh, there's also been a lot of good things say said about it. Um, and yeah, we're just gonna have to see what happens with that. I think that's kind of how we are. I think at some point we're just gonna have to kind of learn it's a virus. I mean, I think we have learned a lot about it, but I think it's gonna come to a point where it's gonna be one of those things we're not getting rid of anytime soon. So it's kind of just integrating it and I, either going back to what we were doing and integrating that in or kind of finding a new normal and i hope to god masks aren't involved in the new normal but that's the way it seems to be going um but yeah i think even when we talked yesterday in class you were talking about you know um incentivizing and i think um a big problem that we've discussed with hospitality is the pay um and incentives are what a lot of these employees rely on um and kind of work towards when it comes to being in the hospitality industry, like if you think if you think of the basic basic jobs that are in hospitality, one of them that you think of is a server, and they literally work their entire shift is working for an incentive of being a great server so that they get that tip, yeah. right? So I think you know, and then that sparks a whole other debate on you know, do you pay that minimum wage and then get rid of the tips as a whole? But we're not here to talk about that right now. That's a whole nother thing. Um, but if you want to talk about debates, this is a quick little cheap promo in our next segment, our tattoo, our tattoo specialists, Alec and Madison will be presenting their debate on tattoos in the workplace and their professionalism with that. So stay tuned for that. But before we get there, I'm going to present my article from the, here's something cool desk. And I think ours is about somebody or yeah, somebody that we all hold very near and dear to our hearts. If, if we have them is our pet is our pets. And, you know, we're talking about um, an article from the um, Human Resource Management Magazine. And um, essentially, it's getting us all back into work mode um, and getting back into a normal life in, um, in the office. And I mean, we'll see how that goes with the Omicron virus now. Um, could we go back into a lockdown? I hope not. Um, let's hope everybody's going and being in person everywhere. I don't, you know, I don't think anybody wants to go back to what we were in. Hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. You know, and so essentially, this article provides three ways of making the transition back into the office easier for everyone and our pets, because our pets became so important during during uh, the quarantine that adoption rates spiked, um, and you know, I think they became kind of an essential part of like Zoom meetings and things like that, where they were making cameos and, you know, walking across the this, this laptop as you were, you know, in a meeting with your boss about something huge. Um, and it was just the most inconvenient times, but it just made it laughable. So this article provides three ways to make that transition for them and for us a little bit easier. 
And one of the ways that they suggest is um, that the organization gives advance notice to the employees of the change occurring. Um, and not only does this allow the employee to adjust and mentally prepare to go back to the office, but it allows them to set up what was stated in the article as a pet schedule, um, which gives the owner more time. They go away a little bit longer every day so that the pet gets used to being home alone. I got to say, it's like definitely something big to talk about. Yeah. It's like my dog got used to seeing me every day. And the yeah. minute I started going out, it's like he forgot how to be alone. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's sad. And, and you know, because pets act differently when they're out too. You, you know, you see the pets that rip through the garbage, that cry the whole time you're gone. So there's different personalities. You know, pets are a lot like people. I think people forget that, you know, they have feelings too. Um, and so, yeah, so increasing that time definitely helps. Um, another thing is, is why not just bring them to work? Um, a lot of organizations allow that where they have like a pet daycare there or, you know, they let them sit in the office. I know Sydney was telling me she was, unfortunately, she had a little bit of a situation when she got back from break, but she had her dog in the office the other day. And I think that's kind of cool. I always thought having an office pet or being able to bring my own to work would be kind of cool. And it creates like a less stressful environment, but bringing them to work allows the employees to focus more on what they're doing and not be so distracted, worrying about them at home. Um, they did set a specific criteria. So just like everybody else, they want they want the pets to be um, vaccinated. Um, they also have to be friendly and, um, you know, house trained so that they, they're not going to the bathroom in the office. And the final thing was that they offer specific um, benefits for pet owners, like checkups, vaccinations, um, you know, when there's when the pet's ill they allow vacation days for pets that's cool yeah those pet bills really rack up that's what i mean that's what i mean so i do need to be at work but at the same time like if that was you know if that was my you know my brother my sister i'd want to be there you know and 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 for them and you know they would acknowledge that so pets to some people who don't have a big family you know that that's like the closest thing so i think that's important um but yeah i think that's really cool and i think to kind of tie all of our articles together uh, I don't know if you guys agree or not, feel free to add and ch uh, chime in. But I think what, what we're seeing is, is a lot of things that COVID expedited, um, specifically kind of how employees are treated um, and, you know, whether it's their mental health, their physical health, you know, getting them to want to be at their jobs, their emotions for things. I think that, I think employees are really realizing how important that is and are kind of, um, you know, doing things to incentivize and get employees into the office and get them into a happy environment because it, it produces, it, you know, increases productivity and in productivity increase, increases profits and things, you know, so on and so forth. And so, I mean, I don't, what do you, what do you guys think? I definitely agree that I would be way more productive if I got to bring my dog everywhere. Yeah. I wouldn't be stressing where she is, what yep. she's doing. Yep. And also I think, there's something to be said for bringing pets into the work environment in terms of, so, of emotional support. And I think at times like these, everybody needs a little bit more emotional support Agreed. just to deal with the workload, deal with everyday, day-to-day -day things. Agreed. So I think it's a smart decision to, to allow for it now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think it's really cool that businesses are like trying to like progress and like do like cool new things, like having dogs. I got a Snapchat from one of my friends who started his new job recently. Like he was like playing pool in the office, wow. like they're doing like cool stuff like awesome. that. It's it's cool to see. Well, you see a lot of companies like Google and um, you know Amazon, 
office, not so much Amazon warehouse, but Amazon office employees and Facebook employees, they have the choice to work from home. But even if they do go to the office, they have a lot of incentive to be there. And that kind of, I think, helps. And it's, it's almost interesting to see, like, what's the, what's the ceiling on it? You know, like when are the, what, what is too much? And I don't think we've reached that point yet. And I don't think anybody can conceptualize what is too much fun at work, but I think we're going to, I think hopefully we, we see what, what new innovations come in the next couple of years. Yeah. That's a good limit to try and push. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now after this quick transition, um, we're going to go into our um, hot topic debate. And like I said, ring the bell, ding, ding. Alec and Madison are going to duke it out and talk about why tattoos should be allowed in the workplace. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Let's get ready to rumble! Ding, 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 ring the bell. Here we are with our hot topic debate. We have, like I said earlier, our tattoo experts here, Alec and Maddie. Um, Alec, you'll be debating four tattoos, if I remember correctly. You got it. And Madison, you'll be... um, Or no, you're against tattoos, why they shouldn't be in the workplace. And that's what I meant to say. And you know what, Alec, it's been a long day. We understand your confusion there. Madison, you are going to be debating on the why there. So you're a pro-tattoo. Alec, you're anti-tattoo now that we got that all clear. I'm just in the zone. Yeah, no, I get it. You're right. You have that argument prepared. So I think kind of to open things up, we'll get a little bit of background here. I'll I'll ask kind of a, you know, a softball question. So since tattoos generally have been associated in his, uh, historically with low class and risk-taking behavior, um, as individuals who are looking to get into management, hopefully one day, are you guys comfortable hiring someone who has a tattoo um, because they're more likely to engage in risk-taking behavior at work? And you know, furthermore, to kind of add on to that question, um, would you be more or less inclined as managers um, and and with their, you know, proclivity to take risks at work, if you guys were looking to, you know, promote somebody, would you be more or less likely because of that, their tattoos to put them in a higher position? So I will send it over to Alec to give us an answer. Yeah, so as somebody that hopefully will one day be a manager, um, I hope that I will have, like, the skills to hold a good interview. Um, and I think that's kind of key to like delving into whether a person or not is right for the job. And um, I don't think tattoos really play a huge role in that. Uh Um, But there is definitely a factor where if I have two, like two good applicants Mm -hmm. and one of them has like tattoos and one of them doesn't, you know, there might be just some like bias that I'm not even aware of, or it might just be like a safer bet because as a future manager, I want to mitigate any kind of risk and it could be more, more safe. Yeah, absolutely. I understand that completely. Madison, do you want to weigh in? Yes. So I think that tattoos do not determine if a person should be hired or not. And if the majority of an individual's tattoos are covered on the job and there's proper background checks and successful results to those background checks, the only thing that should really matter is how they perform at work and what they bring to the company. Right. And I agree with that. Um, I think 
It also kind of depends on where they're working. I think it kind of is a situational, like workplace plays a key. Like if you're sitting, if you're back of a back of house employee who nobody sees, does that really, you know, because I think that's kind of the stigma around it is what, you know, if you're a clean cut employee, I think people are more likely to think higher of the company. So I think that's kind of why people with tattoos are, you know, stigmatized in that regard. Um, And so, I don't know, I'm I'm interested to see what you guys think um, and, you know, kind of what information you present. So. And I think, Mason, you bring up a good point of where you work, depending on your situation and whether you get the job or not. Right. Because this would actually bring me to the second question, which talks about how in September of 2019, like I said earlier, for my something to think about desk, New Zealand dropped their ban on body art and tattoos in the workplace, citing that it would have positive benefits like promoting acceptance, diversity, heritage. And it the reason why this whole controversial topic is such a debate today is because should America do this? Should they follow suit with what New Zealand's trying to do for changing up the workplace for their employees? Mm -hmm. Or or do these positive effects not outweigh the negatives in terms of maybe, in your opinion, looking unprofessional, not looking the part for, let's say, a managerial job? I just wanted to get your guys' opinions on that. Should we follow New Zealand or not? Um, so I'm all for inclusivity, um, but I think there's definitely some like pros and cons to both sides. Um, on one hand, like some individuals might have some pretty inappropriate or offensive tattoos. I, for one, do not want to work next to somebody with a swastika on their arm. Right. Um, but if it's, uh, something that's harmless and something that's meaningful to them, then all for it. Definitely depends, I think, too. And Madison, what was your opinion? I think that America should follow New Zealand's choice of dropping their ban on body art and tattoos in the workplace. And this is mostly because it can help cancel out that negative stereotype behind tattoos in the workplace and give a better reputation to the idea of tattoos in general. Yeah, that's important. Um, I think you both bring up valid points. And for our listeners at home, I kind of think... um, I think it's beneficial that you guys would maybe dive into the historical and kind of statistical and give us kind of that insight. I think you guys are the most, uh, I don't know, test if you agree or not, but I think they're the most equipped to be giving us um, that information. So if you, if, if you guys want to, you know, plead your cases here in the court for the people at home, what, why, why do you think ultimately what's the end all be all? Why do you think tattoos should or should not be allowed in the workplace? Madison, ladies first. So thank you, Mason. You're very welcome. To begin, tattoos are a form of self-expression and the majority of the population has them. Historyoftattoos.net stated that 36% of Americans between the age of 18 to 29 have at least one tattoo. 36% of military veterans and those that currently serve in the army in the United States have tattoos. And 69% of people who don't see people with tattoos any more or any less deviant than people without tattoos. What matters most is how well an employee can perform on the job and how they can contribute to benefiting a business or company. These statistics show that if nearly 70% of people do not see someone with a tattoo more deviant or rebellious than someone with a tattoo, it is not fair for employers to discriminate against someone who has a tattoo when hiring an employee in today's society. Mm -hmm. And tattoos are becoming more acceptable in the workplace as time goes on. According to authoritytattoo.com, quote, roles and expectations are changing both of the public and employers. The establishment is at the forefront of this. 
Public services such as the police, fire service, and other responders are now sporting tattoos. As time goes on, more industries such as the ones mentioned above are showing acceptance to the idea of tattoos in the workplace. The article also stated that change is only brought about in society by society, a true definition of change from within. Modern business owners are now likely to be inked. Modern workforces are made up of a pool. As we have an increasingly decorated population, we have an increasingly decorated workforce. So with that being said, tattoos should not define an employee or their performance in the workplace. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I don't, I personally think a tattoo was, doesn't, you know, um, define whether a person can or can't do a job. Um, but I also, <clears throat> to Alex's point, you know, wouldn't necessarily feel comfortable working side by side with somebody who has, you know, an offensive, you know, slanderous tattoo, you know, in, imprinted visibly on their body. I mean, what people do with their body is their own choice. That's, you know, that is, you know, something. Um, but, you know, also you mentioned the military. I mean, there's a large group of portion of them that are, are tattooed and they're considered like representations of our country. And they're the people who are representing us in, in foreign affairs and things like that. Yeah. Um, and so if they can have it, I don't see why it's a problem for somebody else to have it. But I think the question comes in to what extent is it or isn't it professional? I think there's certain um, occupations where that I just wouldn't feel comfortable if there was, you know, I mean, um, if they were, if they were tattooed, like, I don't know if I'd necessarily feel comfortable with my doctor being tattooed or, you know, um, things like that. I, I think that's kind of where I stand on it. Yeah. And I would agree with that. Um, I actually think that it's really contextual, like what Alec was saying about tattoos, where if it's slanderous or offensive to someone mm -hmm. and it really does, if it really is a distraction in the workplace, right. I would think twice about hiring somebody like that. But it's also something to be said about cultural acceptance mm -hmm. and prioritizing people feeling they're, they're most comfortable in their workplace and just them enjoying it even more because of their employers prioritizing them in this new way. So it, it definitely is a controversial topic because Absolutely. of because of how it can apply to one area and not the other. And it's tricky to do to to stereotype it for all of hospitality. Like where's the line? Exactly, Almost where's yeah. the line, right? Um, Alec, do you want to present your case now that Madison has out? You have the floor, my friend. Yeah, thank you. So first off, I gotta say, tattoos aren't that professional. Okay. Uh, there are negative stereotypes associated with them. Okay. There's an SHM article titled, What are an applicant's tattoos telling potential employers? And it's stated that although tattoos are more mainstream and acceptable today, there are still lingering stereotypes associated with them. For example, tattooed individuals may be assumed to be impulsive, rebellious, untrustworthy, and unreliable. In a hiring situation, we often have limited information about job applicants, which may prompt us to rely on these stereotypes. So due to the fact that there are these lingering stereotypes about tattoos that uh, allow them to be viewed in a negative way, mm -hmm. um, there is like this definite connotation of tattoos being linked with rebellious people, liars, and just bad behavior. Right. So I would be wary of hiring people with tattoos. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In addition to this, tattoos can be associated with deviance in the workplace. Deviance is defined as defying the norm for standards of behaviors and actions. So essentially, this means that employer, employees are much more difficult to manage. 
When recruiting potential people, you want to find the best applicant and maybe not someone who demonstrates these characteristics. So in a study by Dr. Tews, um, he states that these results thus suggest that employees with Gothic or tribal tattoos engage in more organizational deviance than other employees, and employees with tribal tattoos engage in more interpersonal deviance. However, employees with science fiction tattoos engage in less organizational deviance. So as a result of this evidence, it's clear that there is a link between tattoos and deviance in the workplace. And now he brought up a couple different types of deviance. Um, some seem to be more extreme than others. Um, but this paper by Dr. Tews clearly laid out the facts and proved that there is a link between deviance and tattoos. It's pretty tough to argue with his math and it's pretty <laughs> tough to argue with our professor. Amen. So I rest my case. I always say what Dr. Tews says, I take for gospel. So, and you know what, it's, it's, got, me, it's got me pretty far so far in this class. So I'll uh, keep on keeping on with that. And yeah, where's to live by. Amen. And I think to go in kind of support of Alex's conversation, or Alex, sorry, not Alex. For those out there, it is not Alex. It is Alec. And I, I'm here to start that, that debate today. That'll be on the next episode. Um, but I think to go off what he was saying, I think when a lot of people, because think about TV shows when they kind of stereotype certain groups, we'll say like gang members or bike, you know, bikers or, you know, kind of these really tough and almost these quote unquote bad guys or, you know, kind of, as you said, deviant, you know, people who, who partake in deviance, um, they are always usually head to toe in tattoos. If I think of the standard gang member, it's they have all of the, whatever their gang colors are. And within that, they have tattoos up from their neck down to their feet. And when I think of a biker, it's glasses, long beard, tattoos, again, neck down to the feet. And then you're wearing the leather, obviously. So I think we have put a negative connotation on people with tattoos. Um, and I think that's something maybe we should consider breaking away from, um, because I don't think they're necessarily like a label that you're a good or a bad person. Like I said earlier, I don't think it determines whether somebody's capable. I don't think it should determine the quality of their character either. hundred percent, but it's such a complex topic because like people get tattoos for different reasons. Right. Like absolutely. Expression, yep. art. Yep you know, affiliation, yep. if you're saying it's, yep. it's nuts. It is. And I think, you know, it kind of depends on the person's intent with tattoos, you know, and people make mistakes. So some people get tattoos when they're in their twenties and on spring break, and they've been engaging in some extracurriculars and they don't even, you know, they don't figure out they have it till the next morning. So I think it's kind of, there's gotta be some kind of leeway, but at the same time, I think again, profession, how professional it is, professionalism is the key. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, do you guys, how do you guys feel about it? I mean, I, I Madison, we know how you feel. It's so. so tough to talk about it just because it is, it is asking where do you draw the line right. when it's something offensive for someone, when it could be harmless to another person. Absolutely. So that's that's where I stand is that it, it's definitely difficult to try to stereotype everyone right. that has a tattoo, right. um, especially if they can do their job and do efficiently it well. yeah, and do fine. so it, as long as it wasn't wouldn't affect it it's just definitely easy to see why there would be judgment and stereotype agreed and i think people with tattoos yeah i think going forward that you see you know companies like starbucks who are promoting such an inclusive environment mm -hmm. um it's not you know out of the ordinary to go in there and see somebody with pink hair 
you know? Um, so I think, you know, as we start to see more, the rise of more inclusive companies come, I think the tattoo stereotype is kind of going away. But at the end of the day, we're not the ones doing the hiring. So that's something for you at home to kind of chew on and think about. And uh, I hope we've, you know, presented some great topic, I, some great statistics here for you guys to think about. So I'm going to end, that's going to be the end of the hot topics debate. All right, guys. Well, I hope all the listeners and I hope my co-hosts all had a good time today. I, had a great time. I don't yeah. know about you. I felt that was great. You know, <laughs> Loved it. Beautiful conversation. We yeah, we were able to take away a lot. You know, we learned a lot about the policies from Maddie. Um, Tess, you brought up some great and interesting stuff about what's going on over there in New Zealand. And Mason, who does a lot of stuff about their pets? A little bit of pet talk. A little bit pet talk. <laughs> I think overall today we learned a lot about just the overall statistics of tattoos in the workplace, the pros, the cons. Mm -hmm. And I think um, Alec brought up a lot of good points about the cons of tattoos in the workplace, because there is a lot that goes into it. You have to think about about you, Tess. Yeah, same here. Honestly, I think we learned all collectively a lot about this topic that we did not expect uh, going into this class to be learning. But I think it is a great uh, topic and a great controversial conversation to just have and to educate our listeners on the different sides of what it could mean if you do allow tattoos, what it could what it could mean if you don't. So it really, I think we had a great productive conversation here today. Yeah, I agree. And Mason, what do you what, what what did you think about well, overall? As, we as, you know, as somebody who has a tendency not to shut up when, I, when I'm in any kind of setting, um, you know, kind of listening to what you guys had to say was very interesting. Um, and I think it's kind of important, you know, I know our hot topic wasn't necessarily, you know, steaming, um, but as far as controversy goes, but I think these are conversations that everybody needs to have. Um, and that's the, that's the only way we're going to get anywhere as far as, you know, um, you know, kind of all coming together collectively to, you know, live in this ideal dream world. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of stupid debates that we have as humans every day. Um, you know, but I think, yeah, I think I agree. I think this is important that, um, we have conversations if, you know, even if it's not us having the conversation or individuals having conversations, kind of everybody getting their own insight on certain things to kind of make their opinions more informed. Um, and I think, you know, listening to what you guys brought from your, your news articles was really cool. Um, you know, I, I think without that, I wouldn't have known anything about New Zealand and their tattoo policies or, you know. Um, so until next time, we are uh, Prestige Worldwide, and this has been HR from Happy Valley. So for now, um, have a great day, and we'll see you next time. Prestige Worldwide. Why? 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 <laughs> Prestige Worldwide.